Welcome to episode 529 of the Talking Fires podcast and YouTube show. Ben Fadden with you here December 3rd, 2023. The official start of the winter meetings, I guess, would be tomorrow, but everyone's getting there today. In Nashville, Tennessee, the best week of the offseason. It is here, and I've got four questions, big, four big questions heading into the winter meetings. We'll see what the answers to those questions will be. I'm going to run through that. And then the latest on the Padres, Juan Soto talks. Is there a new front runner? Corbin Burns, Padres interested in him. Did a video on that yesterday, uh, like five minutes on that. Could a three-team deal work? We're going to get into all that. Padres also interested in a catcher. So let's get started here. Four questions for the Padres here heading into the winter meetings. Number one, will they trade Juan Soto? Obviously, that is a huge question. I don't think that they will during the winter meetings. It feels like the Padres have a steep price, and they do according to reports, and they don't want to move off of that. And so I think it's going to take some time for whether it's the Yankees or another team to be willing to give up a little bit closer to what the Padres are asking for. The reports about the Yankees is they don't want to give up Drew Thorpe. They don't want to give up Michael King. And they think that they have other young pitchers that the Padres would be interested in, and they can get a deal done that way. But the Padres do have some leverage. I think other teams have more leverage, but the Padres do have some leverage. They're the team that has Juan Soto. And would you rather have Juan Soto or would you rather have Michael King? You know, the Yankees, they're interested in Yoshinobu Yamamoto they can go bring in other starting pitching. And Michael King, it's two years of control. It's not like it's six years of control, and he's like your Garrett Cole of the rotation. He's going to be an impactful arm. I'm not saying that he won't be, but do you want Juan Soto or do you want Michael King? And Drew Thorpe, I understand you don't want to give him up, but you do have another top five pitching prospect there, so the Padres could go and get that guy, or maybe he's number six in their farm system think he might be I think Thor no I think they're four and five it's Drew Thorpe and then Chase Hampton yeah Hampton's four according to MLB.com and both expected arrival time 2025 both finished last year I believe in double a so they value Thorpe more than Hampton I'm guessing the Padres want Thorpe over Hampton is what I'm assuming here would the Padres be willing? See, this is where the compromise happens, right? So Yankees don't want to give up Thorpe. Would the Padres take Chase Hampton over Thorpe if that can get a deal done? Would they be willing to take Clark Schmidt over Michael King to get a deal done? But it's a big package that the Padres are asking for. So to answer this question, I'm going to get more into what the Padres are asking for here because Bob Nightingale did tweet about that here earlier today. Will they trade Juan Soto? I don't feel like they will. I feel like progress will be made. I mean, they're all in the same building, you know, in Nashville here this week. So hopefully progress can be made on this because the Padres, they've got to make a decision here. I think they've already made the decision, but I'm saying like they've got to trade Soto here at some point because you got to get going with this offseason. You've got to know how much room do you have to spend? 
because which guys you're bringing in, how much money are they making, right? Subtract that with how much Soto is making, and that's how much more room you created, obviously. Then you add that to like the $11 million. Is there going to be another deal? Is Grish going to be attached? And that's going to save you more money. Is Hassan Kim going to be dealt? Uh, Bob Nightingale wrote in USA Today today about uh, Hassan Kim, like teams view him as their best trade trip, which I agree because Soto's the best player, but Kim's making less than $10 million. And he was one of the best infielders in baseball. I think that's kind of fair to say. He was really good this past year. Um, and it's one year. And he'd be cheaper to extend for another team than it would be, obviously, for Juan Soto. And you're not going to have to give up as much for Hassan Kim. You're going to have to give up something for sure, but not as much as Juan Soto. I don't think Kim's going to get dealt because that's a really good salary for the Padres for one year, you know, $8 million, whatever it is. Like, that's that's pretty darn good. The Padres probably want that on their team. And Hassan Kim was one of the best players on the Padres this past season. So, yeah, to answer this, I think progress will be made, but I don't think Soto's going to get dealt. There's a lot of things. Remember, there's a lot of things that happen at the winter meetings with GMs and executives talking with Major League Baseball about rules and addressing the media and the Padres. Obviously, we know Preller loves to have conversations with a bunch of different teams. So there's agents there. There are teams there. Have conversations. It takes time to have conversations with other teams that AJ might be having because he knows, hey, the Yankees, they don't want to budge right now. So let's wait till after the winter meetings or we can try to make progress. But if we know that that Soto deal is not going to happen, let's go talk with other teams and make a plan for once we trade Soto, maybe we can connect with the deal shortly thereafter because that team knows that we're interested. We've already talked through a trade. Maybe the players at the Padres trade to another team for a big league starter, someone like that. Those players are not included in the Yankee deal so that they can kind of hammer that out first but not agree to it. Maybe they do agree to it because the Padres like, no, okay, we're trading Soto. I think they've already made that decision. We just don't know who he's going to, who's coming back, how much money are those players going to be making on the big league roster towards the luxury tax. That's Those are the questions. So we'll see. That's a big question, obviously. Another question, will they make a significant move before Juan Soto? And I think the answer to that is no. What is a significant move? I mean, is it signing a, a catcher? Is is Gary Sanchez a significant move? I haven't heard anything about the Padres and Gary Sanchez, but Martin Maldonado, Padres are interested in him. Would that be a significant move? He would be the backup to Luis Camposano. So I don't know how significant of a move that would be. Would be acquiring a reliever. Would that be a significant move? You know, Eniel De Los Santos, uh, Scott Barlow going to Cleveland. I think Padre fans considered that a significant move, but baseball, I guess that's where I'm talking. That's what I'm talking about here. Significant for baseball, like a big, like a Corbin Burns or a Jung-Hoo Lee or the other closer, I'm blanking on his name, from Japan or Imanaga from Japan, someone like that, a move like that. I don't see that happening because the Padres, they don't have the room right now. And while they their mind's probably set on, yeah, we're trading Soto, again, you don't know how much money's coming back in that deal. How much money are you saving? Because we could say, yeah, you save over $30 million, but you're adding players. It's not like you're not going to add anyone and you just save that money. So what and and what players are coming back in that deal? And if there's a player coming back in that deal, then maybe you don't have to a certain position player or a certain pitcher. 
then maybe you don't go get that guy that you would spend the money on because you just got that guy. So I feel like Soto, that's the big domino here. So I don't think that a significant move will be made. Maybe some moves, some smaller moves, but significant, I don't think so before Soto. What big name will the Padres be linked to? That's question number three I have here heading into the winter meetings. They've already been linked to Corbin Burns. Padres interested there, and obviously they should be interested in Corbin Burns. He's one of the best pitchers in baseball. It's a one-year deal. I don't think the Padres would sign Corbin Burns long-term, but you're trying to get starting pitching. You're trying to still win in 2024. Corbin Burns isn't making a ton of money. So yeah, that would fit. But what would the Padres give up? Other teams, do they have a better package if they miss out on some starting pitching or they don't want to pay for a certain, uh, a certain pitcher? They don't want to overpay for a certain free agent starter. Maybe they acquire Corbin Burns because all they're giving up is prospects that maybe are blocked at the big league level. I'm just making it up. But maybe there's that and they think that they can extend Corbin Burns or bring him back in free agency. Or even if not, he's just a really good starting pitcher. So there's going to be competition. And the Brewers might not trade Corbin Burns at all. They might just feel like, hey, we're playing in the NL Central. Who knows what the Cubs do? Let's try to go win here in the first half of the year, see what happens. And then at the deadline, if things aren't working out, we can trade him. And if not, then, hey, let, let's try to go make the postseason. In Pat Murphy's first year as the manager and kind of rub it in Craig Council's face. Maybe that's what the Brewers do. I think the best thing for them is to probably trade Corbin Burns because. Corbin Burns is just, that can get you a pretty darn good return. So we'll see what happens there. Padres linked to him. They've been linked to Jung-Hoo Lee. That would be a significant signing for sure, but that's not like top level. Maybe you hear Blake Snell because he was with the Padres. And I feel like there's not a lot of teams out there that, be, that would be willing to overpay for Blake Snell. I'm not saying the Padres would, but I think maybe you see the Padres connected um, just because he was on the Padres. He liked being with the Padres. And who knows if the Mariners want to pay for Blake Snow. It feels like they're watching their payroll. And I'd be pissed off as, if I was a Mariners fan. What happened last year, and you have J-Rod like that, and, like, I mean, the pitching that you had, Luis Castillo's still there, and the pitching you have, go get someone. You know, you see other teams in the division getting better, and what are you doing, Seattle? You know, so, yeah, I would not be happy if I was a Mariners fan. Um, some other big names that the Padres could be linked to, not a ton. I mean, I think it would be on the trade market. It wouldn't be in free agency. You're not going to be seeing, I mean, John Heyman put the Padres in the same paragraph as Shohei Otani this past week in one of his articles on the New York Post. Uh, but that's not happening. Sorry. I would be, is there something that's more than shocked? I would be more than shocked if Shohei Otani ended up coming to the Padres. That would be freaking wild. Um, Shane Bieber, Tyler Glass now, Dylan Cease, those are the other big starting pitching names. And the Padres could be interested in someone like Dylan Cease. It's a couple years of control. Sure, you're going to have to give up a good amount of um, prospects there. I mean, the Whites, I think it would be prospects mostly because the White Sox, they're not in a position to go win in 2024. They're listening on everyone, including, uh, it seems like, Luis Robert Jr. So, Dylan Cease is definitely someone I could see being linked. And A.J. Preller loves the winter meetings. And the Padres, they check in on everyone, every team, everyone. So I know social media is a big place to overreact. You're going to see 
reports, Padres, they've been linked to this team. I'm hearing they're interested in this team or interested in this player, excuse me, from this team. You're going to hear that because Preller checks on everyone. That's his job. Just because they check in doesn't mean that it's seriously going to happen or they're seriously, you know, down the line and getting a deal done. Um, so be prepared. But yeah, I would be surprised if you don't hear the Padres link to any big names. And I guess you'd have to include some of the Yankees guys too. It's not a that's not a big major leaguer, but yeah, they'll probably be linked to like Drew Thorpe, top pitching prospect, one of the top pitching prospects for the Yankees, be linked to Michael King. That's not a superstar name, but um Jason Dominguez and all like that's just not realistic. So I just don't see the Padres being linked to those guys very much. The Spencer Joneses of the world, the Jason Dominguez's of the world. I don't see that happening. Um, but, you know, in trades, I think that's where you could see some big names being linked to the Padres. And then coaching staff. Who's going to fill out this coaching staff? That's the fourth big question that I have here heading into the winter meetings. Right now, we have Ruben Diebla as the pitching coach. Obviously, Schilt's the manager. Don't know who the bench coach is. We don't know who the lead hitting coach is. Uh, first base coach, David Macias. I don't know if he's going to stay as the first base coach, but he is returning. Uh, I saw, I think it was Jeff Sanders in the UT, or it was either Kevin Acey or Jeff Sanders, wrote that, what's his name? Brian Esposito, I think is his name. It's on the Padres website. Let me go look here. They still have Ryan Flaherty listed, so it's not updated because he's with the Cubs. But I think everyone, at least that's what the report said in the UT, everyone is expected to return in some role. Everyone on this coaching staff on this Padres website right now, other than Ryan Flaherty. So Coolbaugh, Bernard, Niebla, David Macias, uh, Ben Fritz, bullpen coach, Brian Esposito, uh, the catching coach, he's expected to stay, and I think everyone else too. Peter Somerville, game planning and coaching assistant, uh, Andrade, the bullpen catcher, and then Morgan Burkhart, major league batting practice slash hitting instructor. It seems like they're going to stay. And Schilt is familiar with these guys because he was in that dugout a little bit in 2023. So it's really who's going to be the bench coach, who's going to be the main hitting coach. Are they going to name it offensive coordinator? Maybe we don't get that news this week because I feel like the Padres would be focused on talking with agents and other teams, not doing something that they could do not at the winter meetings. But I thought... That this coaching, st I thought the coaching staff probably would have been named some of these guys before the winter meetings, but I'd rather have them get the person right than, you know, form the coaching staff super quick, these last names. Because Ryan Flaherty did leave for the Cubs recently. It's not like that was three weeks ago. So we'll see, but that's another question. So my four questions here coaching staff, what big name, names maybe, will they be linked to? Will they make a significant move before? Juan Soto, and obviously, will they trade Juan Soto at the winter meetings? I don't. It's not a question of will they trade Juan Soto. It's more when, and when is my question here in regards to Juan Soto. All right, let's get to some of the latest reports here. Let's let's stay on Soto. Bob Nightingale here says the Yankees and Padres trade talks are at a complete stalemate, with the Yankees saying the Padres' request of seven players for all-star outfielder Juan Soto is unrealistic. Here is what the Padres are asking for, according to Bob Nightingale. Michael King, Clark Schmidt, 
Drew Thorpe, Randy Vasquez, Johnny Brito, two prospects, and the Yankees are taking on Soto and Trent Grisham. And Grish has two years in control. It's a cheap contract for the Yankees, even for the Padres. It's like $5 million. Not a whole lot. Sure, not great offensively from Grish, but he could benefit from hitting in Yankee Stadium. But yeah, of course, this is going to be a no from the New York Yankees. I'm thinking like hypothetical trades that I've been throwing around, King or Schmidt, add on Thorpe, add on an outfielder like Everson Pereira, which isn't being mentioned here, or Oswaldo Cabrera, someone like that. But the Padres are going pitching, pitching heavy. I was even throwing out maybe uh, Kyle Higashioka, backup catcher, that he can be to Luis Camposano, not making a ton of money. It's a guy that can play every day if you need him to, if an injury comes up. He's caught big catchers in the uh, big pitchers in the past, like Garrett Cole. So he has that experience. But the Padres are going pitching heavy. And yeah, that's a lot. King and Schmidt, the Yankees are going to say no on that. I think it's pick one, and the Yankees want to give you Clark Schmidt, but that means that you need to ask for Michael King. Drew Thorpe, they don't want to give you. You got to keep asking for that because it's Juan Soto, one year of Juan Soto. And if King and Schmidt, or King, excuse me, King and Thorpe, let's say that's two big pieces they get. They don't get a ton more, but they get King and Thorpe. I think that's pretty good for the Padres. You get a big league starter, and if it doesn't work out, he can be in the bullpen. A guy who had a sub three ERA this past year. And you get Drew Thorpe, who can be a top-of-the-rotation guy here in a couple years for your Padres rotation. For And you're you're giving Grish to the Yankees, who is a bottom-of-the-order guy, just hasn't shown it enough offensively. And Juan Soto, who, yeah, really good offensively, an amazing talent. But you're not going to bring him back long-term. So you need pitching. You would get pitching here. Now, I'm not saying it's you just ask for King and Thorpe and that's it. No, you get more than that. But yeah, of course, asking for seven players for Juan Soto and Trent Grisham, seven for two, yeah, that's too much. But it's a negotiation. And I think both, it's a weird spot here. Both fan bases, I think, are a little irritated with this. The Yankees are irritated because you're like, no. The Yankees are like, no, we're not, Yankees fans, we're not giving you seven guys for one year of Soto and then Trent Grisham. And then Padres fans are like, no, why is Jason Dominguez not in this? Why is Spencer Jones not in this? Why is it unrealistic? It's Juan Soto that we're giving you. So it's it's interesting. You know, both fans, sometimes in these trades, right, it's lopsided, the offer. But the One fan base is like, yeah, that's a lot. Cool. That's good. But then there's another, and the other side is like, no, that's way too much. Here, one side, way too much. The other, I think most Padre fans would realize, yeah, this is too much. But I think some are like, no, we need to go big here. Maybe not quantity, but quality over quantity. And the quality needs to include someone like Jason Dominguez. But I'm here to tell you again, it's unrealistic. We can keep asking for it, but there's a reason why Jason Dominguez is not even, his name hasn't even showed up in these trade talks because it's not going to happen. Spencer Jones, I think there's a better shot of that happening. But I think the Padres, they want the pitching from the Yankees. And they can, if they want, Lower-level prospects, this is where the three-team trade thing comes in. They can flip some of the younger guys to a team like the Brewers for someone like Corbin Burns or flip them to a team like the Rays for Glasnow or the Guardians for Bieber or the White Sox for Cease. It would have to be more, 
and the Padres can include some of their prospects, but that's just something that I'm thinking about here. But it's a negotiation. Of course, the Padres are going to shoot for the moon. I'm sure they asked about Jason Dominguez, and the Yankees said no. I'm sure they asked about Spencer Jones, and the Yankees said no. Everson Pereira not being included in this is surprising, but I'm thinking like the Padres have a plan here. They're going pitching heavy with the Yankees because they like what the pitching that the Yankees have, and then they can go trade for an outfielder somewhere else. Or you get you use some of the Soto money, you go get someone like Jung-Hoo Lee, and then you get an outfielder on a one-year deal, and you can do it that way if you have to trade Grish and Soto. So, yeah, I, I don't... The, the Padres obviously have a plan if they're not going to bring outfielders back here in this deal. I'm just surprised that they wouldn't because that is a lot of pitching to be asking for. But you do have Juan Soto, and it is still early in the offseason. You know, it's not... There's still a couple months here before... Two and a half months before you know, pitchers and catchers report for spring training. So there's time, but the winter meetings obviously are a big time of the year, the biggest week of the year. So I'm hoping that the two sides here, if it is going to be the Yankees and Padres, I'm hoping that the two sides can get a little bit closer to one another, make progress, meet in person. Don't be texting, meet in person. You're in the same dang building in Nashville. Okay, same hotel, go meet in person, camera out, maybe not camera out the entire thing because I get it, like, both sides are going to want to have leverage, try to have leverage. The Blue Jays are entering it. Like Hector Gomez was tweeting, oh, Blue Jays are front runners. I don't see the Blue Jays getting a deal done here, maybe a three-team deal. They do have their number one prospect, uh, Ricky Tideman, who they could offer, but are they willing to give that up for one year of Soto? Is Soto interested in signing with the Blue Jays long-term? I'm not so sure about that. So I feel like the Yankees, they're in the best spot here to get Juan Soto. Maybe a third team's going to have to be included, but this is a negotiation. So don't take this tweet from Nightingale about all that the Padres are asking for here. King, Schmidt, Thorpe, Vasquez, Brito, two prospects. Don't take that as like discouraging, like, oh no, AJ's asking for too much. A deal's not going to get done. You know, you see the talks, complete stalemate. That can happen because it's a negotiation. One side tries to get as much as possible for the least amount of return, and the other side is trying to get the most that they can back, giving up something that they don't want to trade. The Padres don't want to trade Juan Soto. I'll say, you know, I want to say that and make that clear again. They're, they don't want to trade Juan Soto. I think it's ownership that is making them saying, no, we're not waiting till the midseason. I think Nightingale wrote something about that in his notebook today. We're not waiting. We got to, tr let's trade him. Let's maximize the value. We need to get this salary off the books. We need more of a complete roster. You know, they're not idiots. Like AJ's not an idiot. I know some people don't want him to be the leader and they, they think that he's had too many chances and all that. Like, I understand that, but he's not an idiot. He wants Juan Soto on the baseball team. He's one of the best offensive players on the planet. He's in a walk year. He's going to have a huge season, assuming that he can be healthy. He played 162 games this past season, every single one of them. Over 900 OPS, and that was considered a little bit of a disappointing season. You want Soto, but this is just the position that the Padres have put themselves in, so you can't change what happened. you got to try to make the best of the situation that you're in. And the Padres, 
What they're trying to do is get as much as they can from the Yankees, get as much pitching as they can, and then I assume that they have a plan to bring in some outfielders after that. Um, what else here? So there's the Yankees part of it. You know, the Blue Jays, what could they offer? Alec Manoa is someone that's going to be thrown there, uh, but the Blue Jays would be selling low on Alec Manoa, and maybe they believe that they can get him back to what he was at one point, right? Because he was looked at. He was an all-star, right? Dodger Stadium. He was on the mic and all that. They they probably believe in him, and they know they'd be selling low. They have Ricky Tideman that they can give up. ETA, 2024. He's 21 years old. He's a lefty. The Padres obviously would be asking for him in a deal like this. But I feel like this is more of a leverage thing for the Padres. They want, I feel like they know the Yankees will give them the best package. So they're just trying to make the Yankees give them the best package. The Yankees aren't budging. They're not communicating with the Padres, according to reports right now. And maybe they're just waiting till that they can convene together at the winter meetings in person instead of wasting time on the phone or texting, all that, right? So we'll see what happens at the winter meetings. But the Blue Jays, Ricky Tideman, I'm just looking at their top prospects. Brandon Barrera, he's in single A right now. He's only 19. I'm just looking at the top pitching prospects because the Padres want pitching. Alec Manoa, obviously, um, not a prospect, but someone that the Blue Jays probably could be without. Although, what? how much control is Alec Manoa? How much control does he have? Probably like three years, right? It's probably pretty good. Yeah, oh, wow. Four years. 2024, 25, 26, and 27. Free agent going into the 2028 season, and he'll be 30. What uh, when he's going into free agency there. So, yeah, obviously, we can see why the Padres would be interested in someone like Alec Manoa. Interesting personality. He has the stuff. He just lost it. I, I don't know if the confidence isn't there. I assume it takes a hit to your confidence. What happened this past year for Alec Manoa? It wasn't good. He got sent all the way down to a controlled environment in uh, Florida, I believe. He had a 5870 RA and 19 starts in the big leagues. I didn't even think he made that many starts because of how bad he was and how much time he spent in the minor leagues. Did he make minor league starts? I don't think he made many. I think it was just him going down to a controlled environment big leagues when he was able to, when he was ready. Yeah, it says he has a 30-70 RA. He made one start. Two and two-thirds innings. He gave up 11 earned runs in that one outing there. In rookie ball, in double-A, he went one outing, five innings, gave up only one run. So it was a journey for him, for sure. 19 starts at the big league level. Yeah. The Padres, you know, with Ruben Niebla, they probably believe, hey, we can fix Alec Manoa. So, yeah, what would the pack package look like? Would the Blue Jays want to take on Trent Grisham. They had Kevin Kiermeyer. Grish would fill that center field hole. Not great offensively, but still, it would fill it. So Grish and Soto sort of like the Yankees deal. Have them go to the Blue Jays, and what would the Padres want back? They'd want Tideman back. They'd probably want Manoa back. 
Would they ask for Barrera? That's a lot, though, for one year of Soto. And with, with the Yankees, I feel like the Padres can say, dude, you guys will have a shot to extend him. I'm not saying the Blue Jays won't. I don't know. I just don't picture Juan Soto with the Toronto Blue Jays. Now, money talks. If they offer him the most money in free agency, then, yeah, he, he probably would definitely consider going to the Toronto Blue Jays. But I think New York is a place that he would want to be. I think that's more real, realistic long-term. And we'll see what the future of Vlad Jr. and uh, Bo Bichette is there, right? They have two more years left, so I think this could be the Blue Jays trying to go all in here in these last two years because maybe they don't want to have those guys long-term or they only want one of those guys long-term. But they've been an underperforming team. You know, we see this talent. They make the playoffs. They lose to the Twins in that postseason series there, in the wild card series. They just haven't been able to perform good enough when it has mattered the most getting to the postseason. So, yeah, I think they're going to be interested. I think they are interested in Juan Soto. I just don't know how far are they willing to go for someone like Juan Soto. And I guess it's, you know, Trent Grisham, you're adding on to that. So, you know, Hector Gomez says they're the front runner, but I think that's more because the Yankees and Padres aren't talking right now about a deal. Um, the Padres, they are... They're expressing interest in Martin Maldonado. That is according to Bob Nightingale. There are other teams involved here. The Astros, obviously, who Maldonado has played for for a while now. The Los Angeles Angels, the Chicago White Sox, and the Miami Marlins. Now, money will talk, but I don't think the Padres have the advantage here. I think the Astros have the advantage because Maldonado is comfortable there. They're winning. Now, he's not great offensively. It's another. I already saw this on social media. We don't need another Austin Hedges. Might as well bring Austin Nola back, right? But Maldonado is better than Nola is, I think, with his arm. He has more power. Sure, he hits like 200, bottom of the lineup, but he can hit you 15 home runs. Can Austin Nola do that? No. Can Austin Hedges do that? He's done it before. I think he had like 18 with the Padres, but that was a while ago. He doesn't really do that, so... This could be a good option. You know, Gary Sanchez is a name that the Padres are, I, I would think they'd be interested in. Um, he's going to draw more interest, though, than Martin Molinado. With the year that he had offensively, he's going to draw some serious interest. And I don't know how much the Padres are willing to go to pay for a backup catcher because I think it would be a backup catcher. Now, Gary, that mean more. that might be more sharing the playing time. But the Padres... They want Campy to be starting. They want to give him this opportunity here and then be a bridge to Ethan Salas. Then Campy maybe would be the backup or maybe he would move to first. I don't know. But I, they want to give Campy this, this opportunity and they probably don't want to spend too much on a backup catcher. They probably want to spend more on the rotation, outfield, first base DH bat. I guess the DH bat could come from a catcher too. You know, Gary did that this past year. Um... I don't know how high of a priority it is for the catcher, though. I think that's more down the list. You know, starting pitching, Soto, starting pitching. Those are at the top, and then we'll see what happens after that. You know, bullpen. I'm not saying that those moves have to happen first. If you get the right deal for someone like Maldonado, then you can do it. Um, but I don't know. I, I don't see the Padres landing Maldonado. I see him just going back to the Astros. But maybe he feels like he can get a bigger role. He can start every day for a team like 
the Marlins or the White Sox. I, I don't know their situation, so I'm not. I'm just guessing. Uh, Angels better than a team like the Astros or the Padres. So we'll see. We'll see if Maldonado is a quick signing or he'll have to wait till after the winter meetings or have to wait till other big bats are signed and then or have to wait till Gary is signed and the other teams will go for him. There's also Mitch Garver that is out there. But yeah, I think the Padres, they, they want Campy to start. They don't want Brett Sullivan, though, being the backup catcher. And then, yeah, Padres interested in Corbin Burns. I talked about this on a video yesterday up here on the YouTube channel, so you can catch that. Uh, you can go check that out. Of course, you should be interested in Corbin Burns. I just think that a team like maybe the Dodgers would be more inclined to give up what the Brewers want for someone like Corbin Burns because they might feel like they can extend him long-term. Where the Padres, I just don't see that. You're going to give $200 million to Corbin Burns? Well, I don't know I don't know what he would um, ask for, what would he demand, but look what other starting what look what other starters are getting. You know, Aaron Nola just got 170, right? 70 170 plus from the Phillies over 7 years. Snell wants more than that. Maybe not 200, but he wants more than that. Yamamoto over 200. Garrett Cole got paid from the Yankees, right? Over 300 million, like 324, I think. So Corbin Burns is going to want a lot of money in free agency. And the Padres, they're not in a spot to do that. They already have over $200 million uh, given to their rotation. And that's to two guys, with Musgrove and with Darvish. And I think they're in a spot where they want Snelling and Lesko and guys like that to eventually come up. Iriarte and Mazer to come up and be in this rotation because they have long-term contracts. And I'm not saying that they want to have a $100 million payroll for the next decade. They don't want to do that. They're not going to do that. They can't do that. But it's it's the smart thing. The smart thing is to have the prospects, the young guys come up and perform for you. That makes it much easier to make moves in other parts of the roster. And it's just cost efficiency, and that's what front offices obviously look for. Front offices, if they could they wouldn't spend $500 million, right? There's some $500 million offseason. They wouldn't do that if they could, but in order to get good players, you have to. The Padres, I think, are hoping that they have good players coming up here in the farm system. We thought that with Mackenzie Gore. We'll see what his future looks like. But, you know, that was like a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to acquire Juan Soto. With here, uh, Robbie Snelling, let's say, Dylan Lesko, would they trade those guys? Is there another Juan Soto out there for three years of control? There's not right now. That I'm thinking, at least some of that I'm thinking about right now. You got like someone like Dylan Cease, right, for two years, and maybe they would trade one of those guys. I think the Padres would want to trade uh, Iriarte or Mazer before they traded Snelling or uh, Lesko. But you know, two years of Dylan Cease or something like that. But position player wise, I'm not seeing that. And there's going to be more interest than just the Padres and Corbin Burns. It's Corbin Burns, one of the best pitchers in baseball. Just like there's going to be interest in Shane Bieber, Glass now. But just like Burns, these guys are one year of control. Where Dylan Cease, it's two years of control. So maybe Cease goes first because it's two years, the bigger package. And then those other one-year guys go. Or the Brewers end up keeping Corbin Burns 
because they want to try to do as much as they can with Corbin Burns on the team and then see what see where they're at come the trade deadline. Was there anything else I wanted to hit on here? I think that's it. If you have any questions, any comments, leave that in the chat here on YouTube. Again, Hector Gomez yesterday. Blue Jays intensify talks with the Padres for Juan Soto. Says Yankees, Padres negotiations are stalled due to the prospect package the Padres are asking for. It's a negotiation. I'm sure the Blue Jays Padres talks will be stalled. You know, at one point, if they get into deep player talks, because it's a negotiation, the Padres are going to ask for the moon, and whoever wants Juan Soto, they're not going to want to give that much to the Padres. And so, middle ground is going to have to be taken here, um, and we'll see what happens. It doesn't feel like Soto will get dealt during the winter meetings. But I sure hope progress is made. All right. Seeking code talking for hours, $20 off your order there. Underdog Fantasy 100% deposit match up to $100. Click that link in the description or use code talking friars. NFL today, college football, bowl games coming up. I believe the top four was announced today, and Georgia was left out. Florida State was left out, which sucks. I mean, undefeated team, 12 0, winning every game doesn't matter anymore. It will next year because there's the expansion. And San Diego State could get in if they have a miraculous season. Um, And that's going to be a good thing because it it sucks seeing Florida State not get in. I get that, you know, this is totally not Padres, but I'm just talking about college football here, and that's what happened today. So Bama gets in, and Texas, Michigan, Washington, obviously they were undefeated. You know, with San Diego State, with Sean Lewis, you know, if they – They'd have to be like UCF, right? Go undefeated, conference champion, and they get in there. The best, I believe it's the best conference champion of the group of five gets in to the expanded. So have a really good season. I'm not saying that's next year. That might be, that is asking for too much, but maybe in a couple years, San Diego State could get in this college football playoff, which would obviously be really fun because it hasn't been too exciting watching Aztec football these last couple of years. Obviously, the big focus, well, yeah, the big focus, obviously, in San Diego. What's going to happen here with the Padres at the winter meetings? The transfer portal, though, does open on Monday. So could see some action there. We'll see if San Diego State lands a quarterback here soon with Sean Lewis taking over. But, yeah, that's it. Check out FOCO Breaking Tea. Click the link in the description there. Some good holiday stuff um, for some Padre fans, some San Diego sports fans in your life. Breaking Tea has San Diego State and San Diego Wave shirts and sweatshirts as well and gaggling and bros check them out the main sponsor of the show best cheesesteaks and garlic fries in san diego their main location is on friars road click the link in the description for their website the phone numbers there the address is there great stuff go check them out see everybody hopefully everyone has a great rest of your day and i'll be back on monday unless there's more news that comes out here sunday night but i'll be back on monday talking about the winter meetings see ya